Hey guys, welcome to the Unveiling Her podcast. It's Joe, and this is your girl Sasha, and welcome to episode 13. They say there's something special about the number 13, and there's definitely something special about this episode mm. because we have a special guest. I am excited for this one. This is part two of our previous episode about sex. <laughs> Well, it wasn't it's just about sex, sex. Intimacy, intimacy and everything in between. Right. So today we are having a guy's perspective, which yes. I'm super excited about. This is our first guy. Yes. So, this is our second guest. Second guest, first guy. We had to do it big. We got to do it big. Yeah. This is our first guest and his name is Willie. Willie Beam. Did y'all watch that movie? No. What is that from? Uh, That's from... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> My mouth touched the mic. It's from any given Sunday. Yeah. Jamie Fox. Shout out to Jamie. Yes. Okay. okay. Before we get into who our guest is, his name is Willie. Yes, but is Willie short for like William or? Nah, I, I, it's funny y'all say that. I get that a lot, but it's, it's, it's just, just Willie. Just Willie, but wow. most people most people call me Will for short. Oh, yeah. I really thought your name was like Will, Will or William. Or something. <laughs> I thought it was William. <laughs> no, it's, it's Willie, please, people. It's Willie. William. It's Willie okay, Willie. Sure. It's Willie. Okay, yeah. with the E, with the I E. It's I E. Okay. Yes, yes. I-E. Well, welcome, brother Willie. This is my brother, Not brother Willie. <laughs> He's my brother. He's a minister, minister Willie. I met. I don't even remember when I met you. Five years ago? Yeah, Four? probably a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah, and so this years. is my brother in Christ. Um, he minds. Tell us about what you do. Uh, Your so gifts. My gifts, of course. Like she said, uh, I'm a minister of mom. It's definitely uh, a passion of mom. Something I've been doing for years. Uh, shout out to the crew. Shout out to Bobby and Brandon. Fellas that I've been rocking with for years. Mm-hmm. Doing it with and also doing solos. But... Of course, I'm a minister of my mom. I'm a minister of the word, of course, teaching and preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also, you know, working on my gift as an evangelist, you know, being able to bro- draw souls in because the word tells us he who wins souls is wise. Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely uh, something I want to continue to cultivate and get better at. Also, uh, I'm a husband, yes. you know, been married going over uh, nine years, wow. nine years and uh, three months. And so. Uh, Boy, he been- remember. <laughs> he said nine years and three months. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. Just let y'all know, man, and it's been a journey. It hasn't been easy. We definitely had our ups and downs, but through it all, I believe uh, our foundation, man, has definitely been our friendship and God being the centerpiece of our marriage, man, because at the end of the day, uh, God wants to see authenticity when it comes to marriage. You know, it's not going to be always peaches and cream. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, man, uh, marriage, you know, minister of mine, minister of you know, the gospel, being a great friend, being a great brother, just allowing God to use me in every area, you know, that I'm operating in, so... Yes, and y'all are about to see why we brought him on. He's full of wisdom. So I'm excited you're here. Thank you for being with us. Oh, yeah, no problem. And that's amazing. Nine years and three three months. months. (laughs) What would you say is the secret to a successful marriage since you've been married for so long? Mm. I would say the secret is, number one, making sure that um, if you're a believer, those who are believers that are listening to us, if you're a believer, making sure that God is the centerpiece of your marriage because at the end of the day one thing i've heard from another spiritual leader that even though we are believers we're going to go through trials and tribulation we're going to go through hardship we're going to go through different things but making sure that the friendship is solid because me and my wife we can sit back you know go through hardships go through different things and adversities but we can sit back and laugh about certain things we can joke we can we can bounce wisdom and, and thoughts and things off of each other so i would definitely say number one uh, making God the centerpiece. Right. Uh, number two, uh, communication. 
Mm-hmm. You know, communication is key. Having and being an effective communicator, mm-hmm. uh, being able to be open with your wife, being open, you know, with your husband. And for me as a man, that's something that I struggle with. Uh, even in the beginning of our marriage, you know, mm-hmm. the first couple of years, most people know me as reserved, mm-hmm. humble, don't really say a lot, just <laughs> chill. And so that's something that I really struggle with. And God had to work through me as I got uh, deeper into our marriage, being open and being vulnerable, being able to share my heart with my wife. Because at the end of the day, this is my real, you know, this is the other half of mm-hmm. me. And so I had to put my place, put myself in a position to where I'm open and been able to uh, have dialogue with her. And then also compromising. Ooh, talk about <laughs> it. Compromising is definitely another thing mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to marriage. Because at the end of the day, y'all, when it comes to being a husband, when it comes to being a wife, everything is not going to always go your way. Right. You have to be able to let God come in and say, okay, this is what she wants. This is what he wants. Let me be trustworthy enough to you know, follow their lead and move forward and you know what they want to do. And so those are things I would say, man, making sure that the friendship is solid. You know, mm-hmm. having great friendship because that's where we started. Uh, making sure that con- the communication is is there, and then also being able to compromise with one another. Let me take notes real quick. I know. Like, <laughs> on, let me take these notes. <laughs> He's in. dropping gems, dropping Already. gems. I know. We barely started that. Right. <laughs> but before we get like more into what we wanted to talk about today, we have like this little quiz. We want to ask you a few questions. We did this on our boundaries episode, so we just have two questions to ask you on your perspective. Um, Because boundaries are important. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And I realize, too, boundaries Mm -hmm. are needed even in marriage. Yes. Um, And so, go ahead, Sasha. Ask the first question. So, the first question we want to ask you, Willie, is, I say yes to a person when I want to say no. So, your answer choices are, yes, I do that often. Mm -hmm. Or, I say no and I tell people why I'm saying no so they don't ask me anymore. Or, I usually say no without apologizing or lying about it. Which one do you feel like you fall under? Uh, for me, it's probably that first one. <laughs> yes, even when I don't mm. want to say no. Yeah. Because that's something that I struggle with uh, a lot when it comes to uh, sacrificing or putting myself aside in order to help other people or putting ourselves in position to where we're sometimes finding ourselves, overextending ourselves, mm. allowing ourselves to be dry and, and run down and not, you know, giving, being healthy where we need to be mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Right. And so uh, mm-hmm. that's probably number one for me, man, because yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a people's person, man. Yeah. You know, God has always allowed me to be able to share with people, have dialogue, you know, keep a smile on my face, even when I'm going through and just being encouraged of the others. And so it probably had to be that first answer. Yeah. Yeah. That was ours, too. Yeah. Was like the first one. I feel like yeah. you would be like a no and tell you why you said no. But that's, that's cool to know <laughs> no. that you're like, you're yeah. like us. <laughs> yeah, Definitely honestly. Personal. And I feel like it's, it's a very fine line between, you know, wanting, being a people person and wanting to do good by people, but also right. not going to the part where we start to people please. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us are still kind of that in that in-between stage. And we're still right. trying to learn how to, you know, no. do it wisely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course. Thanks. Okay, well, the second question that we have is, I feel like I'm constantly having to save people close to me and fix their problems all the time. Mm-hmm. So the first answer choice is no, I don't get involved in other people's issues. Two is yes, I do often. And the last answer choice is no, I know my limitations and offer what I can when I can. So which one do you feel like you are? Oh, it would probably have to be the f- first one again, mm-hmm. I believe, because like I say, I find myself, it's, it's crazy because I'm in a similar scenario to where I have a cousin of mine who's uh, reached out to me, you know, one day and, 
you know, he's in a position to where he's trying to, you know, be around positive people, right. mm-hmm. being around people of influence, be around, you know, people to, you know that are believers and followers of Christ to be able to grow in his relationship. And so uh, I find myself sometimes uh, always getting calls from him, yeah. <laughs> always calling me, you know, different things to mm-hmm. be able to help him grow spiritually and things of the sort. And so sometimes it could be overwhelming, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, getting those calls from that loved one or, you know, hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you help me with that? And at the end of the day, you know, it's only so much I can do, right. you know, as a human being, because I want to be able to make sure that I'm flourishing right. and thriving and growing as a man as well. And so. Yeah, it'll probably be that first one, but it's definitely a struggle because, like I said, I'm a people's person. I want to yeah. help, but guys, like, sometimes, son, you got to allow them to go out there and, exactly. you know, and, and get better on their own. You got to give them back to the Lord, like, yeah. their situation. You got to point them back to Christ. Sometimes if we do that, we kind of take that Savior complex, take on that Savior complex. We talked about that before. So it's important to be like, hey, I'm here for you, but also, like, you know, you got to do what you got to do, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you can't always. Because sometimes it's like, we talked about that. Like, you you feel wanted if you keep, you know, allowing people to call on you. And it kind of makes you feel like, dang, they want, you know, something. Yeah. I have, you yeah. know, what they may need or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I feel like, especially when it comes to men, I do feel like, not to say that women don't struggle with this, too. But mm-hmm. I feel like men definitely feel like that. I don't want to say it. The Captain Saver woman a woman (laughs) (laughs) and they do Uh, tend to have that savior complex you know wanting to make you know and i feel like it goes back to society and society putting the pressure on the man like making sure that he has to make sure that everything's good but like i said once again there's there's a very fine line and you don't want to go into the place where you're you're trying to play savior for your wife or for your partner or even for your friends because you can never play savior. We already have a savior. And so, yeah, I think sometimes women want that too. Women want a man to save them. And that's, yeah. yeah, And that's when we have to talk about those expectations Mm -hmm. because you're always going to be disappointed when they don't measure up because no one can ever measure up to that type of standard. So build expectations. Mm -hmm. And also I believe, you know, I've heard this from one of the top motivational speakers in the world, Eric Thomas. And he says, uh, you got to be careful of people who always want to find themselves leeching off of you. Mm. So it's like, you know, you're having a get together mm-hmm. and you have somebody come over, but they never bring anything, but they want to take it to go plate. So you got to surround, you got to disconnect yourself from people who are always yeah. looking to pull from you, but never deposit in you. Right. <laughs> so you got to be cautious of that as well. Right. Bringing uh, paper towels and want to take it to go. <laughs> That's me. You didn't Listen, bring nothing. If that's you, change your ways. <laughs> if that's you, bring some soda right. to the cookout. Utensils, something. Right. Okay, but, but that's let's just get into a, it. Yeah, so yeah. that's just a little bit about our guest, Willie. But yeah, now we are going to go dive deeper into some of the questions that we have for him. And today, really, we're just kind of t- still talking. Um, about intimacy, mm-hmm. still talking about sex, still talking about boundaries and accountability, but right. just from a man's perspective. So, yes, yes. So we talked about intimacy with God and the importance of that on our last episode. And we thought about it because I really don't hear a lot of men. Have you heard this term like daddy God? Like people call God daddy. Mm-hmm. I've heard it before. Yeah. And yeah. so this is this big thing like, oh, why are you calling him daddy or whatever? But in reality, he is our father. And so a lot of times, too, we hear women like, you know, express their adoration for the Lord and all that, but not really from a man's perspective. So what does intimacy with God look like to you? Like, how do men see God? Mm-hmm. I think for me, when it comes to men and, and following Christ and, you know, being a believer of Christ, uh, a lot of men perceive it to be soft, 
when it comes to being a man. They don't feel like you know they can't lift their hands in worship. Mm-hmm. They can't cry out. They can't lay out on the floor. They can't you know express themselves in a way to where they're getting God's attention. And so, uh, I believe when it comes to uh, having intimacy with God for myself, mm-hmm. it just comes with you know whether it's taking the putting the phone on mute or you know putting the uh, t- turning the TV off and just laying out on the floor and just mm-hmm. <laughs> you know crying out to him. So I think that's the perception we've got when it comes to men and their relationship with the father. You know, it makes us soft. You know, yeah. you shouldn't be crying out to God. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. And so at the end of the day, we are emotional. <laughs> we right. we have an emotional sides <laughs> to us as well. And so I believe as men, we're always taught to be uh, macho man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, twenty four hours in the dirty, three hundred. Five mm-hmm. days in a year to the to work to a point to where we're not showing our emotional side, right? And so at the end of the day, um, yeah, we got to get better at you know expressing ourselves and uh, letting people know that it's, it's okay for a man to be vulnerable. It's okay for yeah. a man <laughs> to be open. And so um, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, lie yourself to uh, express yourself when it comes to the father. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to be open so that you continue to grow, you know, and get better with your relationship with the Father. So it's nothing wrong with, you know, giving God praise. Nothing wrong with acknowledging him. There's nothing wrong with, wrong with reverencing him, yeah. you know, or lifting your hands in worship. And so it's just a stigma, man, where, you know, men are taught to be, you know, when they're worshiping tough, God, right. to be tough or worshiping God makes them soft or makes them look less of a man when in actuality it makes you more of a right, man. Exactly. God, God, gives, God gives us strength. Mm-hmm. He gives us wisdom. He gives us direction at right. the end of the day. And so, yeah, I believe that's what intimacy should look like, mm. you know, with the Father is laying inside your will in order to pick up the will of the Father. Exactly. And so if you go back to the story of when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. um, most people don't know that the word Gethsemane means oil press. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, Jesus found himself in a place of pressure, but at the end of the day, he was willing to lay aside his will in order for the will of the Father to be done. Right. <laughs> the scripture says that he was exceedingly sorrowful. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it lets us know that Jesus had a human side. Right. <laughs> he was humanity and divinity wrapped in one. Mm-hmm. And so he was willing to lay aside his will in order to pick up the will of the Father because if he had not done that where would we be? Exactly. Come on, minister. You minister. I know. Like, minister Willie. Right. <laughs> you always know when you're about to minister they voice go yeah. by. Like, <laughs> but that's so that's so true and if you can't if men can't any of us but if we can't get it right with God then how are we going to have the right relationships with anybody? Mm-hmm. Same thing when it comes to a man leading. If a man doesn't follow the Lord first, if he doesn't follow Christ, then he's not leading properly. So. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you use the word vulnerable because mm-hmm. as you were speaking, I was like, that's what it is. It's just mm-hmm. about being vulnerable and we have to be vulnerable with God. And it's so true. I feel like society makes men feel as though they have to be macho man and, mm-hmm. you know, they have to be tough and they have to be strong and like, you can't cry. You're a man, you mm-hmm. know, but um, there's just something to be said about a man that really pours his, ha- his heart out to the Lord. Right. Like, listen, when I'm in church, no, I'll be worshiping, but you know, when I do, when I do that, when I do open my eyes a little bit and I just see a man like just really like pouring out his heart yes. to God and even being emotional, being emotional, like openly, yeah. it is just something so special about that. Mm-hmm. So we do have to encourage that more and just, you know, allowing men to be, it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, it's right. okay, man. It's like, I've, I found myself, even me ministering in mom at certain events, you know, when I'm done and I've poured my heart out to God, I've 
literally laid there in the middle of the floor, man, just mm. visualizing just me and him. Even mm-hmm. though there's people in the room mm-hmm. physically, it's just me and him. You know, it's tears coming down, mm-hmm. paint probably all messed up. Right. <laughs> but I don't care, man, because at yes. the end of the day, there's some things that I have to get off of me exactly. so that I can be free. Because the word tells us what the spirit of the Lord is. There it's is liberty. liberty. Come on. <laughs> and so I was, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm striving for freedom, man, in every area yeah. of my life. Yeah. So. And that first starts with intimacy and right. especially with intimacy with God. So um, moving forward into just relationships and even going back to our boundaries talk for a man of God who is, well, we know you've been out the game for nine years and three months, <laughs> but for, for like a man of God who is trying to pursue a relationship, but also trying to honor the Lord and, you know, and wanting to abstain from sex. What does that look like? Like what boundaries did you have mm-hmm. to put in place while you were um, courting your wife? Yeah. Uh, number one, I definitely had to get right with myself. I believe mentally first. You know, I had to get my mind right. I had to uh, cut off some, cut off some old flings. Had to had to mm-hmm. cut off some women. Cause I remember in the beginning of our marriage, you know, just telling my wife, you know, as I was making that transition and we were making it official, you know, to move forward and get engaged. I was like, man, that's some some demons that I got to I gotta mm-hmm. get off me mm-hmm. so that I can be host, that I can be the husband that you need me to be. Not saying I'm going to dot every I every time. Right. Not saying I'm going to cross every T. But at the end of the day, I had to, you know, I had to do some work, you know, eternally. I had to cut some people off and make sure that I'm giving her, you know, that time and I'm giving her, you know, a chance to watch and see me grow. You know, the word also tells us that the man shall leave his mother and father mm-hmm. and cling <laughs> to his wife. <laughs> yeah. And so at the end of the day, that has, that, that's a place of, of vulnerability. That's a place of, of intimacy when it comes to us growing. And so I definitely had to c- cut some people off, cut some things off, cut some things that I was listening to, some things that I was watching and different things of the sort in order to make sure that I was giving her, you know, that time and allow her to watch me grow and continue to grow now, right. you know, and so, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's good. Cause go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, like there's work that we have to do before mm-hmm. we meet the one. And you yeah. just talked about it really good, where you said we have to be whole. Like I know a lot of people out there are trying to meet their half, meet mm-hmm. their other half to be whole, but no, like. God is calling you to be whole Hopeless, now, especially yeah. in your season of singleness, right. mm-hmm. and that's possible. We don't have to wait to meet our husbands or wait to meet our wives to mm-hmm. to be whole. And matter of fact, I think that it's so important for us to work on ourselves because just like you said, you don't want to bring extra baggage into mm-hmm. a relationship mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, broken people cause hurt broken people. Mm-hmm. I think that's the saying. Hurt people hurt, <laughs> hurt people, people. Hurt, hurt people. people. And so we don't want to bring... Like I said, we're never going to be perfect. Yeah, Just like I said, we can't, dot all our, yeah. we can't dot all our I's or cross all our T's, mm-hmm. but we can definitely work on certain areas. So, mm-hmm. yeah, And I like how you said, too, you told your wife, like, hey, there's some things I need to get off of me before, you know, we go even further. So it kind of makes me think, like, do you feel like it's easier for men to have sex without sexual, I mean, without an emotional connection? Or do you feel like it's still the same as women? Because we talk about how women were like emotional, you know, if when it comes to sex, it's probably a little different. But do you feel like it's different? Uh, honestly, I do feel like it's different because mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> men don't get the flat. Yeah. <laughs> men get a pass when it comes to them having multiple women, having sex right. with multiple women, doing this with multiple women. You know, feel like we always I feel like we get a praise for it mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense. But when it comes to a woman doing the opposite, you know, oh, she's a HOE. She's doing mm-hmm. this. She's doing that. You know, and so at the end of the day, I, I believe men are definitely treated different when it comes to having, you know, uh, multiple women and having yeah. sex with multiple women mm-hmm. and intercourse and stuff like that. And so, 
Yeah, which is not right because it's a double <laughs> standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a double standard. standard. It's Absolutely. like, yeah, that just reminds me of like the body count. I remember when I was in high school, everyone yeah. was like, especially, and it was always the girls. It was never really the guys that were worried about like, you know, what's my body count? And and I wonder why that double standard exists. Well, I don't wonder why. I know why it exists, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's so true. I feel like men are almost so much, somewhat encouraged. Yeah. You know, exactly. I know in some mm-hmm. households, like, you know, when when the guy goes out there and he does his thing, it's right. like, you go, you go, bro, you go, bro. Like, yeah. you know, and then it's different for the for the woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was like we're trying to be protected. But with the man, it, it is encouraged in our society. Um, so do you feel like, well, let's first talk about your experience. So you told us like it's some things that you did struggle with before marriage. Can you kind of dive deeper into like what are those things? Because. We talked about on our last episode about our struggles with masturbation and watching pornography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so kind of going back to how men we feel like in our society is more encouraged to do those things. Cause I've even heard, you know, growing up older brothers, like I even, you know, heard or seen like when it comes to watching porn and stuff like that, like not, mo- not encouraged, but it's like, okay, like, Oh, that's normal. You know, for mm-hmm, a guy to do that exactly. when it comes to girls, like what, you know? So what are your experiences on that and thoughts on that? So when it came to, I was probably introduced to it maybe uh, early teens, late twenties, like a little bit fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. This is when, at the time, I was still staying with my mother. I think my sister was still in high school at the time, and uh, so he was old. Yeah. <laughs> he was older than us when we did it. We was like nine, <laughs> not old. <laughs> yeah, so probably yeah, yeah, late teens, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it's funny because even when I was exposed to it, and I had you know multiple women. You know, because that was one of my biggest, you know, issues at the time before I, you know, accepted Christ was being a womanizer. You know, that's the only reason why I went to the clubs, man, yeah. was, was to get women. And so wow. when I would bring them over, man, I would definitely have a, a CD on, well, you know, being exposed to different yeah. positions and different things mm-hmm. like that in mm-hmm. order to make, you know, make it feel right and make it, you know, look as if they're doing it, you know, right. correctly. And so, uh, yeah, that was definitely, you know, something that I thought, you know, yeah. was normal mm-hmm. as a teen, you know, yeah. being exposed to that. And as I got older, you know, got married, got engaged, you know, I feel like uh, learning different things about, you know, the word of God when it comes to sexual immorality and things mm-hmm. that, you know, the works of the flesh. I was like, oh, man, what I thought was doing was right. right. <laughs> it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was definitely wrong. And so uh, even now, you know, just to be you know honest and transparent, it's definitely still uh, a struggle. It's definitely still a, a issue when it comes to uh, pornography, when it comes to uh, masturbation. You know, because uh, there were times, you know, when we, me and my wife, before we got married, you know, <laughs> we was getting it in. I mean, I, yeah. most people make that, you know, make that normal mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, having sexual intercourse or premarital sex. Right. And so uh, I believe, you know, as time went on, you know, things started to dwindle down, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, started to lose the excitement, yeah. you know, or the joy. And so you know, having the, those sexual relations with one another, knowing that it's a covenant. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, things started to dwindle <laughs> down and even. You know, in years recently, my wife was battling health challenges. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Lord, you know, what am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. and so in my mind, the enemy was like, well, you can go back to what you was doing, bro. Mm-hmm. What you was doing in your childhood. Right. So I'm like, a lot of those things followed me even right. now mm-hmm. to uh, make me seem like, well, your wife is going through this. Go back to what you was doing. Oh. And so that's still a struggle and a wrestle and upper battle that I'm trying to strive and get better in. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah. it was definitely tough. That's that's good. That's deep. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's so true. Like a lot of things in our past, we we really feel like it's the inner child in us that's still, you know, crying out in those situations that we find ourselves into. So 
Man, that is so true how the enemy really does try to remind you of your past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that like when you talked about how a lot of those things like they follow you Mm -hmm. and we talked about that last um, with our last episode Mm -hmm. um, with our struggles with like porn and masturbation and, you know, trying to walk this walk of freedom and just really overcoming it. Mm -hmm. And I felt the same way. I felt like, wow, like these things have followed me Mm -hmm. into, into adulthood. And then sometimes if you're, if you're not careful, you might not even be aware, Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. And so we thank God, like we thank the Holy spirit for his revelation. And, you know, we know who we can run to. We know who our source is, but it's, it's really a battle. It's really Mm -hmm. a war. It's a war. Like, against like it's the flesh against our spirit Man, <laughs> every single day Boy, for real <laughs> yeah every day every yes. day every day it's a battle Daily. yeah you know one thing i'm reminded of though the word also tells us that the outward man is perishing but mm-hmm. the inward man is renewed day mm-hmm. by day and so one thing that my pastor was teaching on a while back was making sure that our spiritual core is solid mm-hmm. because yeah. everything else you know will fall if it's not you know spiritually right. strengthened yeah. on the inside and yeah. so definitely got to make sure man uh for all the men as <laughs> Listen, make sure, man, that your inner core, your spirit, man, is solid, man, because that's definitely going to be temptation. That's definitely going to think big things that's going to attack you and try to come against you. And so, mm-hmm. man, just making sure, you know, that the inner man is solid, you know, as you move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's just, like, the perfect definition of what it means to, like, die to your flesh. Like, yeah. you know, as, your flesh. As, mm-hmm, as the spirit is renewed. The same way that, you know, Christ's body was crucified is the same way we have to die to our flesh as well. And a lot of people are not ready for that, you know. They want to be Christians, but they don't want to do the work, you know. (laughs) Lukewarm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess our next question, you kind of did talk about it Mm -hmm. a little bit, but... I've always wondered, like, you know, okay, yeah, you're in, you know, you're dealing with premarital sex. When you do get married, you did kind of speak about it. I've always just kind of wondered, like, did that change your expectations of sex? Did you like have coming in, you know, and having like your history, Mm -hmm. did it change the way that you understood sex or how you felt like sex was going to be with your wife? Um, I can honestly say it probably did because, you know, like I said, before we got married, we definitely, you know, had those uh, sexual encounters before marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as, you know, we tied the knot and everything were official, I feel like <laughs> things did change. It wasn't as, you know, exciting. It wasn't, you know, no joy. It wasn't things that we wanted to do in order to make sure that things were right, you know, in that area. And so I believe things did definitely change. And so we're definitely getting better, yeah. you know, in that area, making sure that, you know, our intimacy is there. And one thing people got to understand, intimacy is not just sex. Come on, yeah. <laughs> you know, intimacy could be me and my wife laughing and joking. Right. Intimacy could be me and my wife dancing in the living it's room. <laughs> throwing yeah. some uh, music on. Intimacy right. could be me and my wife having a conversation about what's our next move is. Right. Intimacy can be me <laughs> being vulnerable mm-hmm. and shedding tears like, uh, babe, I-, I need your help, you know. Mm-hmm. you know. So intimacy can be different levels when it comes to uh, marriage, man. And so most people got to understand that it's not just sexual intercourse. It's not just just physical but it could be mental and emotional as well so <clears throat> yeah that's different good. levels yeah yeah we kind of talked about that but we didn't dive deep into the different types of intimacy that yeah. there are there's emotional intimacy there's spiritual intimacy there's even intellectual intimacy mm-hmm. um and you know all these things are important for our overall well-being and just like the, our relationships to thrive and to continue to grow that reminds me sorry that reminds me too like how the different types of intimacy that kind of reminds me of like different types of cheating you know because a lot of times when people Mm. do cheat they're not doing physically sometimes it's like emotional cheating and stuff Mm. like that so that's true like it ties back in 
the different types of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. good. Okay, but um, <clears throat> one question I definitely do have to ask you is, what does leadership look like in your marriage? What does it mean to be a leader yeah. um, in your marriage? What does that role look like to you? Um, I would say that role as a leader, I would definitely say making sure uh, that you're leading the right way, making sure that it's basically, if, if you're a believer, making sure that you definitely have biblical principle, mm-hmm. you know, applied to your life, you know, in every area of our life. And I remember listening to, uh, shout out PD, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was listening to him this morning. He Pastor had the, Darius Daniels, <laughs> Darius you didn't Daniels. know. He had the... Um, he had the life, the life chart, and he was talking about yes. you know resources. He was talking about character. He was talking about relationships, you know, Finances, business and work, yeah. mm-hmm. all those different areas when it comes to your life. And so he said, you can be a leader when it comes to character, but if those other areas in your life are contaminated or, or trash, yes. then you're not really whole. You're not really operating to the fullness that God needs you to operate. And so when mm-hmm. I seen that this morning. I was like, wow. And so I would definitely say making sure that area area of our life that you can lead from and, and grow from, you know, when it comes to, you know, your marriage, when it comes to character, when it comes to integrity, when it comes to resources, when it comes to communication, when it comes to when, uh, what the next move is going to be, when it comes to prayer, you know, just different things. And so uh, it's just different levels, man, when it comes to uh, leadership and making sure that mm-hmm. God is grooming you in every area. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I see it, I'm like, man, this is fire right here. That's good. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because we talked about gender roles, too. And so <laughs> that's something that, you know, is, is, is important to know, like you saying as a leader, there's different aspects. So what are, your, what are your thoughts on gender roles really quick? My thoughts on gender roles? As in, like, <clears throat> yeah. Do you feel like a woman has to cook and clean mm-hmm. and that's her role? Or are you okay with your woman making more money than you and, you know, in that way? Do you feel like that makes you less of a man or leader because your wife you know, makes more money or take care of the bills? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. not less of a man at all. Because I believe God has called a husband and a wife to specific areas and specific assignments and allowing us to come together and making sure that those right. things work. And so, uh, now nah, if my wife, you know, can't cook every single day, you know, that, that means that God is <laughs> pulling on me to get in right. the kitchen okay. and whip something up <laughs> and learn. Because <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, as long yeah. as we're on this grass green earth, God mm-hmm. is going to want us to continue to learn and thrive yeah, and get better in every area. Yes. And so even now, my wife's schedule is getting ready to change where she's working nights. And so I won't see her as much. Mm-hmm. It's a sacrifice that we're making in order to make sure that things are in place financially for us. And so there's going to be times when I'm getting off. You know, I'm a morning person, so I'm getting home about 3 p.m. She's going to be gone. Right. Yeah. So there's going to be times where I'm going to have to get in the kitchen, you yeah. know, get that chicken right. Gonna be hungry, yeah, that's <laughs> I so can't good. do that. Exactly. And so God is going to be calling on us, you know, mm-hmm. as men or vice versa to make sure that things are in place. Mm-hmm. Instead of me having to wait till my wife gets home, that, nah, I don't believe in it, man. Yeah. At all. Whether she's making more money than me, at the end of the day, what's hers is mine, what's mine is uh, hers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yes. Period. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say, it's all about compromise at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Exactly. And you just have to be able to, you know, compromise. You mm-hmm. know, I can't, you can't just expect everything to go your way. Or right. even sometimes I know for a lot of us, it stems from like, well, this is how my mom and dad did yeah. it. And you kind of have to understand like, no, this is your marriage. Exactly. And things are going to be different and you're just going to have to adjust and be able to compromise. But I think one question I do have as well is, do you think that submission is important as far as women submitting or, you know, wives submitting to their husbands? Like, do you feel that 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 is important for a healthy relationship, for a healthy marriage? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I definitely think that's important. Yeah. You know, not to the fact that, you know, a man is controlling his wife or telling her to do this or telling her to do that, but, you know, submission is definitely important to make sure that she has a covering, make sure that her husband is leading her, you know, and her trusting her husband, you know, with the decisions, you know, that they're making for their mm-hmm. household. So I definitely believe, you know, uh, submission is important because I've seen, you know, social media where women are, you know, getting the best of men and they feel like they can't submit to their husband. You know, mm-hmm. if that's the case, and y'all shouldn't even <laughs> be married. You know, right. that is, you know, it's the Bible tells us it's not good to be unequally yoked. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If the yoke is off, then there's that's a problem there. And so and sometimes people think that means just because they're not Christian, but it's also you can be two Christians and still unequally yoked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, submission is important. Mm-hmm. It's definitely important. Good. This is, we got to do a part three <laughs> on just that topic <laughs> and on, all because. On just the mission alone. Yes, yes. And leadership and, and gender roles, all that. But yes. before we kind of start wrapping it up, you talked about, you know, your experience of masturbation and pornography and all of those things. So how do you help your brothers out? Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you, what advice do you have for men who are also struggling with those things and, you know, accountability? What does that look like? Uh, number one, I would definitely say, uh, when it comes to, you know, this this Christian walk and us striving to be better in Christ, definitely get you uh, someone that you can trust, man, get you an accountability partner, mm-hmm. you know, a brother that's on the same path, same wave, wavelength as you, right. as you continue to grow in and hold you accountable because accountability, you know, is, you know, is important. God wants us to be, you know, held accountable, you know, mm-hmm. for what we do, but not, you know, to the fact that what we have a bash, to have to bash a person. Exactly. But at the end of the day, give them corrective criticism so mm-hmm. they can grow, you know, thrive and flourish. You know, the word also tells us to speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's not saying that you have to, you know, have harsh words towards a person, but sit down and say, hey, bro, you, you, you're leaning to the left a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, I'm seeing what you're doing. I'm seeing the ways that you're, you know, exemplifying or the ways that you're drifting on. So let me give you some, some advice. Let me yeah. give you some encouragement. And so I would definitely say, number one, man, have you uh, an accountability partner? And then number two, man, the things that's consuming that you feel aren't unhealthy for you, whether it be music that you're listening to, movies, TV shows that you're watching, and uh, people that you're hanging around with, environments that you are in, different things like that. You're going to have to (laughs) die to those things and cut those things off to make sure that you're you're striving, you know, to to thrive and be perfect, you know, uh, in those areas. And so Mm -hmm. the word tells us even in Ephesians 3 and 20 that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that works in Mm -hmm. us. It didn't say the power that works in God. It said the power that works in us. So what God is saying is, I'm going to exceed your expectations. I'm going to bring you in abundance, but in order for me to do that, I need you to do some work on your own. I need you to have an accountability partner. I need you to be able to cut some things off to make sure that I can help you thrive and grow because God is not just dropping things at the door. God is not a magician. God is not a genie. Do what you can't do. (laughs) So God is definitely holding us to a higher standard too. So that's what I would say, man. Have you a great accountability partner, somebody that you can trust and be vulnerable with and, you know, and put yourself in positions where you're cutting things off. You're not setting yourself up for failure, going to certain places or listening to certain things or watching certain things. So the fact to where you're drifting off and the enemy is like, hey, <laughs> this is, you know, he, this he, is it. Even <laughs> even the enemy, he's watching us. So, yeah, yeah you got to be strategic, too. And that reminded me, too, when you were talking, like, um, how you got to want it. I feel like we, you really have to want to get better. Like even yeah. Jesus asked the men of Bethesda, like yeah. by the pool, like yes. do you want to get, do you want to get home? Yes. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> if you really want it, you will put into practice. I mean, it's not going to be hard. You're going to have your moments of 
weakness, but you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And God will do what you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flee. Flee, honey. Okay, there's a reason he's like, flee. flee. Do what you got to do. The Lord knew. The yeah. Lord knew it's, it's going to be hard, hard for us to just try to resist. Oh, I can resist it. No, you got to flee. Like, mm-hmm. run away. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just goes back to David, man. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was, you know, after he was anointed king and all these different things, you know, the word tells us that he saw that sheep in the window, you know, naked, undressing. Had he had an accountability partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody that, who was with him like David. Now, David. What yeah. You right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, mm-hmm. accountability is everything. Well, this was a really good oh talk. I gotta keep going. I know. So I just feel like yeah, we definitely have to we will do a part get three. brother, pastor, minister, deacon Willie. <laughs> <laughs> minister Williams. Oh, I'm the, the only person that people that do this. Back to the podcast because he was dropping gems. Yes. But what's even better, what's even greater mm-hmm. is you can actually listen to more words from Deacon Willie. <laughs> minister Willie. <laughs> <laughs> because he's starting his own podcast. So let the yes. people know when they can expect your podcast to drop. All right. So uh, shout out to my brother, uh, Ishmael, man, somebody I've been knowing, you know, since the eighth grade, Aww. you know, very, very long time, you know, dude that knows a lot of different things. And so, you know, God just want us to come together and, uh, you know, put our podcast together. So the title of our podcast is going to be called Mirror Check Yourself. Mm. And it's something that he also came up with. And basically at the end of the day, when it comes to us accomplishing things, goals and dreams, mm-hmm. aspirations, getting better, we have to look Willie Strickland in the mirror. We have to look Sasha in the mirror. We have to look Jonique in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. what can I do to be better? Right. <laughs> what can I do to thrive in this area? What are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? Who can I put in my circle to make sure that I'm thriving? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it starts in the mirror. It starts with you looking mm-hmm. yourself in the mirror and changing. And so we're just going to have... You know, different people on that can help us in different areas, whether it be people that are talking about credit, people that are mm-hmm. in the real estate and mortgage industry, people that are talking about investments and, and life insurance, people that are talking about, you know, health, Teaching. you know, fitness and nursing, <laughs> right, nursing. <laughs> <laughs> anything, nursing, you know, any yeah. area that we can bring people on that's and so get, bring out valuable information in order to help yes. uplift others. That's so so we're coming soon. Coming soon. Love yes. it. Well, we are excited and we will definitely be tuning in. Yes. And it's what you said, mirror check yourself. Mirror check mirror yourself. Okay, yourself. Why I, why I thought he said Mary. I said, what? <laughs> now, why are they Mary? <laughs> Mary, check yourself. <laughs> but yes, you, yeah. you heard it here first. So, so please excited. be on the lookout for that. We are so excited. Um, but yes, once again, thank you thank for. Thank you, brother. For, for, yes, thank oh, you for yeah. your presence, right. for your wise words, and yes. just being a part of our conversation today. No problem. We definitely got to have you. Back. Yes. Mm hmm. Well, all right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, please follow us on Instagram. <laughs> please, please follow us on Instagram at the Unveiling Her Podcast. Yes, and leave a comment on um, anything that you heard discussed today, or just any question that you have. We just definitely want to keep the conversation going. So, yeah. Once again, thanks for hanging out with you with us, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye, y'all. Yeah,